discipline is always for that that fact. It's not to become a better Christian. It's not to uh, flatter ourselves. It's not to feel good about ourselves. When we discipline ourselves for the cause of Christ, it's getting to know Him and to getting to love Him. He is our all in all. He fills everything in every way, doesn't He? And when we talk about spiritual disciplines, we are talking about abstaining from things in order to engage in things. We've talked about uh, solitude, getting away um, away from the noise and away from the chaos. We've talked about um, silence, how sometimes we just need to sit in the presence of the Lord and allow Him to speak to us. Sometimes it's, um, it's not eating, it's fasting. And we found out that fasting is feasting because it engages our spirit to receive of the Lord and to feast on the things of God. And uh, then we learned about Sabbath rest. God created uh, creation in a period of six days. Then he rested. Man sinned and fouled everything up. But Jesus always had a plan. Amen. The Trinity always had a plan. God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. That Jesus would come, do his work on the cross, and then rest. When he said it is finished, it is accomplished. Amen. And the Bible says that he who began a good work in you will complete it until he sees you face to face. He's working on you, chiseling you, forming you into the image of Jesus Christ so that we can not only be saved and transformed, but we can bring uh, transformation to a lost and dying world and a broken world. Don't you know that you have a purpose in this life? Don't you know that you have a passion? Don't you know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Amen? Yeah, you. I'm talking about you, people. Okay? I'm talking about me. And that's the beauty of it, guys, is that the Lord puts into us His glory and His presence, His wisdom, everything that He is. So we, in these earthen vessels, can go out and minister for Him so that all the glory goes to Him. Isn't that awesome? And today we're going to talk about secrecy and reflection. Secrecy and reflection. How many have a secret right now? Would you like to share it, Father? No. Okay. We uh, Secrets are funny things, uh, especially when it concerns us, how great we are, how talented we are, how wonderful we are, how, how charming we are, right? Uh, all that stuff, we really want to get out there, don't we? We want to let the world know how great we are, how talented, and how how uh, how blessed we are. And it's very, very hard to keep ourselves from self-advertisement. Isn't it true? Have you ever been in a conversation when somebody's talking, and they're talking maybe athletics, yeah, I can do this and I can do that, and in your mind you're saying, this guy's a loser. I can whip him any day of the week. Oh yeah, you did that? Well, I did this. Uh, and then there's a there's a battle, right? That can't happen when it comes to ministry. And Jesus gave us a wonderful example of keeping a great secret for 30 years. I don't know how he did it. But he kept his eye on the mission of his death, burial, and resurrection so that he can win our salvation so that we can be free from sin and shame and guilt. We can be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit today and live in 
freedom, knowing him and loving him in such a degree. It's just awesome. I did a wedding in Long Island with paper. I had paper and a, and a black book that looked like an iPad. When they found out it was paper, made fun of me, really brutalized me, you know. So I went out and I got an iPad. Okay, guys? So it's a lot easier. See, Jesus had a secret. He was God in the flesh. He was God with us. He was God who, who would redeem and restore us back to himself through his own death and his own sacrifice. He had to keep that secret for 30 years. Remember the story of him going to Jerusalem at the age 12? Away from his parents for three days. They went on a journey back, and he was left in Jerusalem. And he was confounding the religious rulers with his wisdom and understanding and his authority of the, of the word of God to such an extent that their minds were, were blown. Right then and there, he could have started it. He had a ministry. He had a prophetic teaching ministry. Could have started right there. Everybody would have came out to see the child prodigy, right? But what did he do? His mama came up to him and slapped him and said, Hey, boy, what's up with you? You were lost for three days. Where were you? Mom, don't you know I got to be about my father's business? She probably went, Let's go, right? Let's do it. Let's do it, right? Near 18 years later, the family's at a wedding. They run out of wine. Very, very bad thing to do. His mother says to Jesus, we ran out of wine. you got to do something. Mom, this is not my time. My time has not yet come. And it's funny. My mother would have reacted the same way. She just said to the guys, listen, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Jesus was left there. Okay, Mom, go get the big six pots, fill it with water, and you'll have the best wine that was ever made on earth. Amen? He could have broke out right then and there. In fact, he did. It was, it was time. The Bible says that he was not yet, uh, it was not yet his time to reveal his glory, but guess what? His glory just exploded, right? It's interesting that he was able to keep a secret. Ministry is all about keeping a secret, right? Have you ever practiced the spiritual discipline of secrecy? Secrecy is not known or seen or not meant to be known or seen by others. You may not have thought of it as a discipline, but the discipline of secrecy, as Jesus taught it and modeled it, is intentionally hiding your prayers and your good deeds to practice Knowing and loving Him. Um, it's very, very hard when you're in ministry not to boast about what you do. The question is today, how much of you is in what you do? How much of you is in what you do? I remember I... Uh, I'm not keeping this a secret, but I'm using it as an illustration. I, 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 I shoveled a neighbor's uh, driveway. I was feeling good. I gotta do this, man. I gotta do this. And I was shoveling and I was shoveling. And then a thought really crossed my mind that I'm gonna get a lot of praise for this. I'm being very neighborly. Right? 
And the Lord said, you know what? Just keep your mouth shut. Don't say nothing. Right? So the person showed up at our Thursday night Bible study, and she was saying how fantastic it was that one of her neighbors shoveled the lawn, the, shoveled the lawn, shoveled the driveway, right? Shoveled the driveway, and 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 my lips were were fluttering. I did, did, I, that was me. Uh, oh, you know, glory for myself, self advertisement. But the Lord said, "Mom's the word," and you know that really really hurt. Because human, human nature is you want to be validated, don't you? You want to have a sense of belonging and a sense of acceptance. You want people to accept you for, for who you are. And sometimes for who you are not. We put out things on Facebook and, and everything that we try to create an image of ourselves that people would love, that people would admire, that people would adore. But you know what? Sometimes you're not just that adoring, amen? You're not that admirable. And you're not that likable. And you know what? It's not all about you. Amen? And Jesus, who kept the secret for all these years, misunderstood, misrepresented, He went into Nazareth, born in Nazareth. The Bible says, somebody said, "What is there anything good that can come out of Nazareth? Right? And when we were moving to Lackawanna, we, people said the same thing. Is there anything good in Lackawanna, right? But Jesus kept Jesus kept this secret. Born in Nazareth. When he went back after he revealed his ministry to minister to the Nazarites, the Nazarenes, the people of Nazareth, what happened? Nothing. He could do no works there because people kept saying, this is Jesus, this is Joseph and Mary's kid. Who does he think he is, right? Which goes to show that he kept it down on the low, low, right? Kept it down on the quiet side. All those years. The Bible says that he grew in stature with God and with man. And waited for his time to break out into ministry and to serve. And some of you are wondering about ministry, what you're going to do, and how God is going to use you. We all have desires to be used in ministry, but you know what? To really be used of ministry, we have to give it back to God and then say, God, if you want to give that back to me to be used, then give it back. But I've given it over. Amen? And that's very, very hard. Some ministries we love, but we have to be able to walk away because then there's not the you in all that you do. You understand what I'm saying? So, keeping things secret. Doing things. Um, not telling people how hard you work. Or that I went through this. And I went through that. And I did this. And I did that. And everything's about you, 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 you. Right? You, 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 you. And Jesus said, what about you? Right? The discipline of secrecy. Says, God, I'm going to do my hardest. Keep my mouth shut about myself and to live my life for the glory of God. And if it takes not telling anybody what I do, right? Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, go into your closet. When you fast, shave, put on some nice clothes. Look like you're not fasting. Look like you just had a steak dinner. And then go into your secret place and God will reward you in secret. Amen? You know what the, uh, 
the rulers and the Pharisees of that of that day, they were they were evil men. You just want to give them a wedgie, those guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just the the hypocrisy of 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 what they do is just is mind blowing. They would they would go and fast. They would fast. They put coloration on their face. They would wear dirty clothes, and they would go into the marketplace and go into the temple and announce that they're fasting. All the praise would go to them. And they wouldn't fast on the scheduled days of Monday and Wednesday. They would fast on Tuesday and Thursday. You know why? There's more people in the marketplace. There's more people in the temple. That's when they, that's when they did it. Their heart was evil before God. Everything was about the, about the mouth and not about the heart. Amen? And this is the idea of allowing God to get into our heart and show us our true nature of who we really are. Jesus went to lonely places to pray. Have you felt lonely this this week? Have you felt abandoned this week? Have you felt neglected? Have you felt uh, like God isn't with you? Jesus felt that way. Jesus felt that way. And he combated it by going alone with the Father in secret. When Jesus entered towns, he often tried to keep it a secret that he was there. When Jesus healed people, he told them, listen, don't say, any, don't say anything. And what always happened, they just ran down the street, leaping, dancing, praising God, and, and giving testimony. Amen? Jesus showed people his divinity in personal, transformational ways and let them come to their own realization that he was God incarnate come to be their Lord and their Savior. The Pharisees drew attention to themselves. We live in a culture that is uh, self-promoting, isn't it? Fifteen minutes of fame. You see these nutcases that do crazy things just for fifteen minutes of fame and glory. Jesus didn't want to always hide his glory. He healed people. He raised the dead. He fed people. And his greatest joy, the Bible says, was that he wanted to fulfill the, the will of him who sent me. And this is the idea, guys. This is the idea. When you're in a ministry, and you're keeping your mouth mom, and you're doing, doing the work, it's because you want to fulfill the will of God for your life that God told you to do. And the greatest reward is the favor and the blessing of God upon your life without, without telling anybody. A hard, hard thing to do. Isn't it true? It's hard. But how many are willing today to get into this spiritual discipline of keeping things mum? And when you keep things mum, you're telling God, God, it's not about me. It's all about you. And when God hears that, God says, I like you. And I want to spend some time with you. Let's go spend some time together. The greatest thing that we could ever have is intimacy with Jesus Christ. Knowing Jesus Christ for who He is. That's why we do all these all these disciplines. Amen. To really, really fall in love with Jesus and to get Him know to, to get to know Him better. Secrecy is abstinence or self denial. Keeps us free from people pleasing and managing having people manage us and rule us. Right. To take take uh, lordship over us. How to practice dwelling in the secret place 
of the Most High God. We learn to love to be unknown and even to accept misunderstanding without the loss of our peace, our joy, our purpose. We allow God to decide when our deeds will be known and when our light will be noticed. Woo! And when it is, we give all the glory to God. Amen? You are the light of the world. Go show it so that your good deeds may glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen? There was a guy, Henry Newman. He left behind 20 years of teaching seminary at Notre Dame, Yale, and Harvard to live with mentally handicapped people. They probably didn't care about his degrees or that he went to seminary or that he went to Harvard, Yale, and whatever other school I just mentioned. Um, what they really appreciated about him was that, they, that he loved them and that he wanted to spend time with them. Right? Jesus had the greatest degree in the world. He was God. G-O-D. But yet his greatest desire was to be with people. To love people. Not to lord it over people, right? Not to push it into people's faces. But just to be with people. And this is the awesome thing about superstar. Are you willing today to come in and sacrifice and work for Jesus Christ without wanting self-advertising? It's going to hurt. Your flesh cries out. And your spirit cries out. And they fight together. And who's going to win? Your spirit. Right? As you live your life with God. Then we get into reflection. Reflection is... Looking at something intensely, considering something a lot, kind of meditating and, and musing over things. Um, how many think of your sin a lot? Take these, take these names down. Okay. Um, Sue, Luke. Okay. Norm, Joe. Okay. Let's all raise our hands. We think of our sin, don't we? We think of our shame and we think of our guilt. Um, the Lord wants that. The Lord desires that. But he doesn't want you to think on that too much. Because then he wants you to switch and think about his grace. Amen? See, where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. Right? Lots of times the devil gets us thinking about our sin and our shame and our guilt that we never, never, ever, ever will measure up. Yes, that's why there's the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? You will never, never, ever, ever be worthy of his grace. And you will never, ever, ever, ever measure up. That's why Jesus measured down, right? He came down to us so that we could be accepted by him. Now we have access and acceptance into the Trinity. The love fest that was going on throughout all eternity, the God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit says, come on in. What a great, great experience of his love. Amen? Reflection is understanding the wonder and the amazement of who God is, in light of who we are. Okay? We read from Psalms chapter 139, and if you want to go there in your iPad, iPhone, thingamajiggy, Bible, whatever you got, why don't we go there? Psalms 139. Verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
Let me, test me, and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. It's interesting how the things that we get anxious about normally ends up offending us. We want, we're anxious about acceptance. We don't want rejection. When somebody rejects us, we take an offense. When somebody mis, uh, misrepresents us, doesn't understand us, we take an offense. The greatest thing that the devil wants to do in your life is to cause an offense where you get your mind on this root of bitterness and off of the greatness and awesomeness of Jesus Christ. And like a piranha, it just eats at you, right? See, point out anything in me that offends you. When we give it over to the Lord, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ comes into our heart and he leads us along the path of everlasting life. Now, let's flip over to Psalms chapter 19, okay? Psalms chapter 19. And then we go to verse 12. Psalms 19, verse 12. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. And here, here it is, guys. This is our quest. In secrecy, reflection, and all of these spiritual disciplines, this is our quest as we come before God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. What an awesome prayer. Amen? Let me read that again. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Now flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's start with verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. As for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or by any human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring our darkest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will to each one Whatever praise is due. Paul says that when I boast, I'm going to boast what? In the Lord. Right? Paul had the chance to boast because of his education, because of his upbringing, because of his job, all kinds of things to boast about. But he said that these things are like dung or refuse to me for the excellency of knowing who Jesus Christ is. And this is the call that God has on our lives. Is that let's let's really face it. The quest is knowing and loving Jesus Christ. Story, parable of the dude that raised the dead, had a healing ministry, had a prophetic ministry. 
spoke in tongues, prophesied, and everything. And when he came to Jesus in glory, he told Jesus everything that he had done. Man, I vacuumed on Saturdays at Steel City Church. I worked at the coffee bar. Man, I volunteered all this time, and, and, and it is just awesome. I even played on the worship band. And, 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 and Jesus says, that's funny, because I don't know you. Then the dude that spent most of his life just wanting to know Jesus and loving him, Jesus said to him, Ha ha, now you, you I know. You, you got to get it. Come on in. Let's spend eternity together. Amen. We have so many volunteers at Steel City Church. It's, it's crazy. Probably half the church volunteers for stuff. And that is awesome. Prayer walk, we had about 25 people coming out. We have over 50% of our congregation on a Sunday morning attending life groups during, during the week. Isn't that fantastic? All you guys, you love getting together. And you love sharing life together. But let me make uh, things clear uh, as... Uh, the lead pastor. I just advertised myself. That wasn't good. Our quest, and let me make it really, really simple and clear. Together, we are involved in transforming relationships, sharing our great stories of what Jesus Christ has done. And you know what? People are coming to know Jesus Christ. Sharing what Jesus has done. If you don't know what Jesus has done for you, or you haven't talked about it recently, let's get with the program. Amen? It's all about Jesus. Take some time in not talking about yourself and talking about Jesus. Reflect on your sin. Don't stay there. Let God search you, and then let God save you. Let God deliver you, and get up from that point and, and walk with God and know Jesus Christ. Whom to know is life eternal. Amen? Are we on the same page that our, our quest is to know Jesus Christ, be involved in this transforming relationship with Him and with others, and then, then, everybody look out those sorry windows that we have right there. Then we go to a broken and lost world, and we just say, you know what? This is what Jesus means to me. I'm nothing, but He's everything. Amen? Jesus spent 30 years keeping secret the most important thing that he was so that now we can enjoy what he kept in secret and we can shout it from the rooftops. Amen? 30 years he held back. Now he's calling us secret is out. There's no need to hold back. Live for Jesus with everything that you have. Do you know, in every generation they have said this, and that's why I'm going to say it, Jesus is coming soon. Do you know him? Do you live for him? Are you engaged in discipleship and being a light to a lost world? 
broken and in darkness. You can do it. Amen? Bill can do it. You can do it. Amen? If Joe can do it, we all can do it. Christ name. So what are we boasting today? What's that? Our love for God and Jesus, right? We boast what he's done for us, how he's changed our heart, how he means so much to us, that he fills everything in every way, that he is all in all to us. We share our great story all about Jesus, right? You might be talented. You might be gifted. You might be very, very charming. They care about Jesus a little bit more, okay? All right? Let's, 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 let's be a, a people that go out and tell the story of the old rugged cross, how Jesus has saved us. Amen? There's talk of two people running for president. You might see it in the news. Pretty wacky. It goes to show that our trust and faith is in Jesus Christ. Amen? It's in Jesus Christ. We are party to the kingdom of God and our citizenship is in heaven. We are immigrants. Amen? And we're making our way home. But until we do, let's bring as many as we can into the fold that love Jesus with everything that we are. Amen? One more scripture verse. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 9. Let's go to verse 23 and 24. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. We see that in this day and age, don't we? But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they know me and understand that I am the Lord, who demonstrates unfailing love, who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. What do we boast in? We know Jesus Christ. Amen? What do we boast in? That he's the one that brings justice and righteousness. Hillary Clinton? No. Donald Trump? No. Mitt Romney? No. Vladimir Putin? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. It's Jesus. So don't get all bent out of shape. Don't get worried. Don't get stressed out. If it's Hillary, we're in bad shape. If it's Donald Trump, we're in bad shape. Jesus is the one that will set everything straight. He will bring justice and righteousness. He will bring equity to the earth. And you know how he does it? Through you. And through me, by loving and caring for people and serving and not being not being uh, bent out of shape by asking to serve and to give and to love and to share.
So we're on a quest. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me share this picture that Annie Miller gave me. It's awesome. I bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot. You Canadians, I, I bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Annie Miller made this so when there's an office or something, I can put this on the wall. Here, here's what it says. Schwarzenegger wants to be me. I am a child of God. Yeah! Amen? Because the Holy Spirit wants to pump us up. Amen? Guys, be excited today. You're going to lose yourself this week. And it's going to be the best feeling that you've ever had in your life. You're going to, you're going to lose yourself. But you're going to gain your life. Jesus says that if you want life, you've got you to lose it. To gain it. The seed has to die before it gives life. Amen? Be, uh, be excited about not advertising yourself this week. Be excited about talking about Jesus. Be excited about uh, doing your ministry and the transaction being between you and Jesus. And when you get into that secret place, He gives you the favor and the blessing and the honor of God. He gives you His presence. And that's all we need for eternity is knowing and trusting Him. If you don't know Jesus today, today can be your day. You're lost. You're broken. Don't play games. We all were. And if you don't know Christ, you're a broken person. And you need a Savior. And He can be your Savior today. As you trust Him and as you put your faith in Him, He can bring transformation into your life that will blow your mind. And I'm going to quit right now. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. And God, let's keep ourselves a secret. So that you can come and move through us for your glory and your honor. We don't need to boast about what we do. We don't even know, need to boast about who we are. We don't need to boast about anything. But we boast about the greatness and the love and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit that now resides in us. That same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now dwells in us. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything that we cannot overcome? Is there anything that He will not lead us and guide us and bring us through? Say that a little louder. No. no. For He is with us, He's for us, and He lives within us. So we go now, God, live in this secret life. And we reflect on Your glory and grace. Use us this, way, this week in a powerful way as we meet You in more intimacy and in more grace today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Great to be with you, family. Uh, have a happy, happy Sunday. Happy, happy, happy Sunday. Amen. Coffee, fellowship.